Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of In My Humble Opinion. Uh, David got the time today to join us, so it's not going to be as boring as last week. So week one is officially in the books. Uh, we both started 1-0 and in our fantasy football league, at least the one that matters. Um, you know, not all of, at least from my standpoint, not all of my players panned out. But, you know, it is week one. Uh, don't want to like jump to conclusions, but let's kind of address like some of the, you know, headlines or major things that we noticed from some of these week one games. David, do you want to go first or would you like me to go first? I'll just jump into one that like I think really caught like a shit ton of people off guard. There's actually a bunch. This week one was probably the craziest week one. Wouldn't you say that we've had it a long time? It's a lot of upsets and randomness and like... So I feel like it's different if you bet because there were like things that I, made I, one bet. I heard. There are things that like I thought were very obvious. Um, but then you like listen to like betting trends. So for instance, the Indianapolis Colts haven't won an opening day game in like a stupid amount of years. That I exactly we all like so I thought off paper, like off the rip, I'm like, no way. Um, you know, betting trends kind of, there's a reason why they stick around. Uh, there was like a couple other, like really, really interesting betting trends. I can't remember off the top of my head, but, um, like it's just stuff like that. Like you don't like, you don't understand unless you look into it on a deeper level. Like, uh, here's another example just quickly. So like Denver Broncos, there's a historic amount of like bets placed on Denver to cover the like minus seven to win by seven. And a historic amount of like percent of money. So like, if you like took all the money bet on that game, like to who to cover what, th- there was a record-setting percentage of that money was on the Broncos to cover seven. When you see that stuff, Vegas usually wins in those cases. So I like went and jumped on the other side of it, uh, and I tried to like tease it down to like Broncos being a pick. So all the Broncos had to do was win. Of course, they fucking lost on some stupid shit, but we'll get to that. All right, go on, David. Um, I mean, I was going to talk about the Colts-Texans game. I think we all kind of saw that as a massive surprise. Uh, I guess Jesse's thing is that. I mean, I like the Texans. Uh, I like Davis Mills. Personally, Jesse knows that. I'm a big Cooks guy as well. So, I mean, I'm not surprised they put up a fight. I'm definitely surprised at how the Colts played. Crazy to end a tie, but I would say a bigger surprise I guess since you kind of touched on that one already, like the Bears beating the 49ers. Trey Lance not looking good at all. A really rainy game, so maybe, you know, first game, really, really bad weather. Maybe take it with a grain of salt, but that really, really surprised me because even Fields didn't, like, have a good stat line. But, you know, he did what he needed to do for them to win. So I just don't think anyone expected that to happen week one. I feel like weather had a pretty big – hand to play in it and elijah mitchell going down like relatively early um but yeah i mean that injuries weather especially when it comes to teams like chicago and like cleveland that play up in that like great lake area like weather is historically a problem um typically not this early in the year uh it's more of like a winter type of problem but you know that's why we play football um the i I just got to get this one out of the way just because I'm biased, but the Dolphins against the Patriots, absolutely loved it. Um, 
all these concerns about, you know, our defense not going to live up to the hype of last year because we don't have Brian Flores anymore. Not a concern for me, especially without Byron Jones. I thought our defense looked fantastic. Um, Tyreek Hill is going to be a problem for the league. Uh, There was clearly a point of emphasis to get the ball to Tyreek Hill and get it to him a lot. Uh, I just, I really liked the, I thought the play calling was very, very friendly to Tua. I think some people at face value may be more hypocritical to it because he did miss some like relatively easy or common throws. Uh, but in past years, Tua has been very conservative and I thought he was taking, he's being a little more aggressive. So I'd rather him take smart, aggressive chances um, and kind of learn from those mistakes than, you know, just be extremely, you know, conservative and, and then when you come to a point where you have to be making big throws, you just seem very uncomfortable, and it's almost like Hail Mary type of stuff. Yeah, I think it was also surprising how the Patriots looked. I mean, they came out with a good first drive, then after that just didn't look really very good. I mean, um, it seems like they're going to have a lot of problems, not just on offense, but on defense. And if they can – I mean, I think they could turn around they could find a little bit better consistency, I mean, especially on offense. But, man, it's definitely not good. And then Mac Jones having some back spasms after, definitely not a good start for them. Yeah, he was on his back a lot. We were getting a lot of pressure in there. For sure. Um, another game, I think, I mean, Jesse knows it's my first big boy bet. Bet it right before the game started. I threw 100 on the Vikings. Yes, maybe that's not a lot for some people. For me, that's a lot of money to bet on. Uh, I just don't know what to make of the Packers at this point. They had three starters out, both, uh, I believe, starting tackles, Bakhtiari and Jenkins and Lazard, who's supposed to be the number one receiver. So that's tough. I'm not going to pretend like that didn't have a huge factor. And it is game one, and we know how good the Vikings offense is going to be. They have the best, if not the best, a top three receiver in the NFL. So it's definitely um, tough, but I I think kind of – I know Jesse's probably not – I don't think Jesse's a fan of this guy, but – I heard Daniel Orlovsky talk about this. He was more disappointed with the defense than the offense. And I agree, dude. That defense is supposed to be really, really good. I was very, very high on them. They just, they just like, <coughs> sorry. They, the defense just didn't look very good. Like, it just did not look good. And they have too many quality players. And they just did not look great. They did not contain Justin Jefferson. They let him do whatever he want. And I feel like the, the staff didn't put the players in the best position. They had a couple instances where linebackers were on. Justin Jefferson. I just don't think that's like something you should be doing. Yeah. I, I like don't want, like I like partially agree about like the defense, like it should have been better, but I don't want that to be like the narrative. Like there was a good portion of like NFL media people that were of the like Minnesota hype in terms of their offense because of, you know, bringing O'Connell over and the fact that they have all these weapons and O'Connell could use uh, Justin Jefferson in a similar type of, like, Cooper Cup role, which we saw. Um, I don't want, like, the lack of Packers defense to overshadow the fact that this could have, you know, just been a great offensively called game uh, performance, like, that we can... I think this, maybe not to the extent of what we saw, but I think this could be 
uh, very close to what we could see from the Vikings week in, week out, regardless of who they play, just because of the talent and the offensive play calling that they actually have because they finally got rid of Zimmer, who refused to just come to the modern era of offense. Um, yeah, I, 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 I know I was very high on the Vikings. I picked them to win their division. Um, I stand by it. I don't want to like get too high on it. I do think that, you know, when they play in Lambeau at the end of the year, uh, it, it probably will be a lot different, especially because typically weather comes into play there as well. Um, you're not going to be playing in a dome. So we'll, we'll see what happens. For sure. And I, and I also just want to add to that. I wasn't trying to take away from the Vikings, but also Dalvin Cook didn't even have his best game. So there's more room to grow for sure. And that's his first game as a head coach, which I think is a hell of a start. Um, I don't know. Is there any other games you want to mention? Yeah. That you, Jesse? Yeah. So like, this is the last one for me. Um, I was more critical of this team in the offseason just compared to the rest of their division, um, like what they have done in the offseason. And I know it's an early reaction. I know the defense they're playing isn't like a top-tier defense, or at least like they didn't look like one in their first game. Um, but Kansas City, uh, my my concerns of filling that Tyreek hole or like the importance of Tyreek in that offense – was definitely overblown because like the offensive line looked great. Honestly, I felt like the offensive line looked better than last year, or, or at least the Cardinals pass rush was horrific. Um, Patty had like a lot of time to do stuff. I thought Andy Reid did a great job of like calling plays, getting people open, getting, you know, people in like friendly spots for Patty. And then Patty, did, like we kind of talked about this. Patty was doing what a lot of the greats were like great quarterbacks have done in the past. Where, like, yes, like, a lot of these Hall of Fame quarterbacks have had, you know, Hall of Fame stud receivers. You know, Peyton Manning had Reggie Wayne. Uh, Tom Brady had, at time, Randy Moss. Like, there's a lot of, you know, there's all these, like, connections, right? Uh, obviously, Patty has Kelsey. But, like, I didn't think, like, Juju was exceptional. I didn't think MVS was exceptional. I didn't think, like, any of their receivers were, like, Tyreek asked they were just open a lot and Patty was just putting it on them and like it was just like it yes like Juju had I think Juju had like nine catches for a lot of yards but if you watch the game he was like pretty much wide open almost like every play yeah yeah I mean I just think it's like the the weapons they brought in as a whole like just added more elements you know instead of having one really 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 good receiver they got a lot of German guys, and I feel like they added a lot of guys with, like, speed and height. So I think it's kind of, like, a different element to their game. But, yeah, definitely I, I did not expect that. Patty looked probably the best I saw, seen him in a while. Not that, that he was ever bad. But it was also good. I know Jesse and me are not huge fans of CEH, but it was good to see him get a lot more involved in the offense, at least in the passing game, you know. That's, like, I think that's where he's going to be. Like, that's, that's his bread and butter. Yeah, um, I, so, like, I thought CEH, like, looked better than he has in the past. I didn't think he looked exceptional, but, like, shit, you don't have to when Patty's throwing for, like, almost 400 yards a game. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, um, like, there obviously, like, there was other big, like, things that happened, like the, 
we kind of just got like talked about it a little bit, but Browns beating the Panthers on like a walk-off field goal. Saints having a massive comeback after laying a giant egg against the Falcons early. Um, Bengals somewhat similar story there. Uh, they started off down, came back, and ended up losing in overtime to the Steelers. Eagles Lions was a great game. I don't know how much you got to see that. I watched a decent amount of that game actually, and that was the game I said from the beginning, and I said it last week. Uh, to Jesse in text, I know it wasn't on the episode, but I said that's a sneaky-ass game. That's a game that could be a lot more tighter than people expect, and that's exactly what it was. I knew it. Yeah. I mean, definitely one of the big standouts there was Jalen Hurts continued his, you know, running ability, and A.J. Brown. It was feed A.J. Brown, and A.J. Brown is going to just destroy you. And Sanders looked good, though. That was Miles good. looked great, so I actually took his, like, over on receiving and rushing yards combined. Um, he smashed it, like, I had like because I knew last year when the Eagles played the Lions they ran the ball really well, um, so yeah, sp- sprinkle one of the best lines of football right there. People need to realize that. The oh yeah, are- for sure. I think they have like, I think they have the most money tied up in their offense, and it's because most of it is on their offensive line and Jared Goff. And Shul, I think was uh, the number one rated tackle from Week One. Nice. Um, Ravens beat the Jets. That game was kind of like. I feel like the score is a little deceiving if you didn't like actually watch it. I feel like the Jets played a really good game defensively. It's just their offense didn't give them a chance. Um, it, they, it was literally just a couple of like blown touchdowns that kind of really separated that score. Jaguars and Commanders. This one was heartbreaking. It was a really ugly game. Um, I I felt like I don't even feel like I could say I felt like the Jaguars deserved to win. Because like they couldn't stop a nosebleed. They're like their run defense was horrible. They couldn't pass block for shit. Honestly, Carson Wentz didn't even look that good. Like if you're gonna bring up his stats, like I I, I want you to watch the game before like telling me what the stats were. But, but that's kind of like what he does. He misses throws and then he hits some good throws. That's what he does. Yeah. So like if you watch it, it was like miss, you know, like three easy throws, like miss them, and then it's like huge chunk play. And then miss a lot of like easy throws, and then huge chunk play. That's like what it was pretty much. And then they ran the ball a lot. Um, they looked good running it, honestly. Like, th- like I said, the Jaguars could not tackle to save their lives. It was horrible. I think that was. I think uh, my friends, my coworker slash friends, a really big Jags fan. He was born there. And I was telling him, I was like, "You guys spent a lot of money on your defense, and it's not that I don't like some of the linebackers and stuff and D linemen you got." It's more of the money I've been saying that you spent on your secondary. You spent a ton of money on these corners that were never that good. Shaquille Griffin was never that good. And he's like... He had one good year. Yeah, he had one good year, and then he was bad after that. And then Darius Williams wasn't even that good, and he wasn't even the number one corner. So you signed guys that are really not number one corners, paid them a ton of money, and they were never that good, and they had mostly bad years than good. So it's like, that's unwise spending in my mind. And they're still a very young team even though they signed all these guys on defense, these guys aren't really superstar players. You know, they're not crazy difference makers. You know, they're still very young. And I think, you know, again, new coaching staff, new coach. I think it takes a lot of time. But I I have Christian Kirk on my team. I thought T-Law played all right. He looked looked better than his stats stats, would tell you. Like, He definitely looked more comfortable than last year, and the offense looked a lot better. Yeah, Robinson looked great, honestly. I... For people who are listening and they have like fantasy teams and they may have Etienne 
and they're kind of like listening to all these like people talking about stuff. I don't want you to get concerned if you didn't watch the game because Etienne still had like a, a big usage. He he didn't get a lot of carries. He dropped two. Well, he dropped one touchdown pass, and then he had another one where he was wide open. It was just slightly overthrown. Um, so like he is getting like valuable targets, um, and he's still viable in fantasy. So don't. But once you say this was what I told you, he was going way too high for my own good. Because I was like, you're expecting this guy to get to be the bell cow. Not that I expected James Robinson to be the bell cow, but I did say this to you. I was like, James Robinson's going to get more touches than people think. Uh, and rushing my, my touches, sure. But like, if you play... no, that's my that's a concern, don't you think? You can't just say that you expected NTN just to be the receiving back because that's not what I expected. I expected him to get more carries than he did. I'm not saying it's game one. Things can change. He's definitely super talented, but James Robinson looked good. My And this is like relatively soon coming off of Achilles. All I'm going to say is if MTS is not going to get a ton of rushing, like like a ru- rushes, he has to pop off at a receiver to be worthwhile. And where people are drafting him, that's kind of scary. He So he, first off, the thing with like, he, he does get like a lot of pass down work, which is very like, especially if you play in a standard league, I agree with what you're saying. I expect him to get more carries. I felt like this like game wasn't suitable for like his play style because it like, it was kind of slick like it, it rained before the game it was a really like sloppy ugly game to be honest um but like etienne played more than a lot of people think he was in on like a good amount of snaps he was a not primary but like he was one of like the first targets like getting looked at i i'm not concerned about it and like it literally if he just gets one of those touchdowns i think he had seven points this, this week if he got one of those touchdowns he'd have 13 and we're not talking about it right yeah that's fair but he dropped it that's also true but like that's not it's not a miss it's not like a missed throw it's a drop well he had one that was a missed throw and then one was a drop okay again i'm not saying he played bad i'm just saying something to keep on on the rushing like you know i hope he would get more carries is what i'm saying for where he went in fantasy i'm sure he will like i know both are coming back from an injury and both are relatively young so it's kind of hard to use this as like a statement but typically the way it works when you're young or you're coming back from an injury, it's like they start you low and then they work you into the role. I just think Etienne is the true better running back. So as the year goes on, he will eat into Robinson's role, especially with his playmaking He's ability. better because he has more potential? Because if you're going off, like, who's better? Like, James Robinson had a rookie year that was pretty sensational for where he was drafted. Like, I, I, he's a better, well-rounded running back. I think he's more explosive as a – first off, he's an elite catcher, Etienne is. He's like amazing with the ball in his hands. Uh, Robinson might be a better pure runner, but I think his just explosive, like his explosiveness and like the ability that he's such a threat as a passing back for a team that we saw clearly by their defense. It's just horrific. He like they're gonna be in a lot of losing game scripts. So to me, it should be more passing work, which typically is how it works. Uh, so these are all things that line up in favor of someone who's a better pass catcher out of the backfield than someone who's a better runner out of the backfield. Yeah, I just think kind of like what I expected. James Robinson was going to have more of a role than people expected. I mean, he definitely he definitely played more than I thought he would, or ran more than I thought he would, but he looked great, so I can't blame them for doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy how fast he's come back from that Achilles as well. Yeah, you know, Giants won on that on that field goal at the end um titans are booty the ball's that boy bro you see how hyped he got yeah. that shit got me hype uh chargers raiders that was a really good game i don't know what happened to mike williams 
he might be in witness protection. I didn't see that dude on the field once. Uh, Devontae Adams looked great. I don't think there should be as much concern as I initially thought. Told you, bro. Told I, I, you. I think I had a valid concern. You had I didn't, a valid point. I didn't I, say he was going to be bad. I just said I don't know what it's going to look like. And when it came down to it and they needed to get the ball down the field, uh, they looked Devontae's way the entire game. I think that could look – I think this game could look different later in the year when J.C. Jackson's back, though. Um, yeah. Just we'll, saying. We'll see. I mean, definitely. Definitely. Backs. Um, Cowboys, Bucks. That dude, was that's a real just, game. I just, the Cowboys are torched. They're done. I wouldn't even say the Bucks look very good either, though. No. I, I, thought, I thought both teams looked bad other than – Honestly, I thought both teams looked good running the ball. I don't understand why the Cowboys stopped running it. They're the Cowboys, and they're dumb. And Mike McCarthy is their head coach, and he's terrible. I was just going to say, I'm sorry to say this. I've been saying this. I like Kellen Moore, but I feel like he's gotten a little too much hype the last couple of years. Like, like they've had crazy good players on their team. Like, like, like you're going to be better, like, quote-unquote, play calling when you have better players. Like, better players make up for bad play calling. Just there. Yeah. Um, and then and last Jesse's game, Broncos, Jesse's Broncos. No, not a Broncos guy. Um, last last game here, Broncos Seahawks Seahawks revenge game. Dude, Seahawks, bro. Don't, don't I don't tell me what you know that I'm not gonna lie. I uh like it kind of pissed me off that they chose to interview Gino at the end, and they're like, all oh, these people wrote you off. What do you have to say to that? And he's like, well, I didn't write back. Like, bro, you threw for like 190 yards. You had like three completions in the second half. Shut You're the fuck up. You're not gonna tell me that shit was fire, though. Okay, yeah, it was fire, but don't act like they won the game because of you. You threw for 190 <laughs> yards, and you had like I I think he generally had like six completions in the second half. He was like 17 to 18 in the first half, and then he finished with like 23 completions. Yeah, he was he was balling that first half, dude. That first drive, I I texted Jesse. I was like, bro, what is this? They literally look phenomenal. So I don't know like how much of like the general media has covered like the Broncos, but out here since I like I'm in Denver, I listen to like the local radio station a lot, and apparently because they always have like former Bronco players on every single show on the radio station. And they all have been popping off on Nathaniel Hackett like before this game. Before this game, because Nathaniel Hackett was like avid, like no contact. He's like, I don't want any contact. Like, I don't want any like aggressive. Like, I don't he he wasn't like he's ha- he's trying to have the softest practices you've ever seen in your life. And his like philosophy was like, Well, I don't want to risk any injuries. I want to be healthy. I want to be the healthiest team in the end of the year, like freshest team at the end of the year because we're not going so hard in the beginning of the year. And all these former players are like popping off saying, like, you fucking idiot. These guys aren't gonna like they're gonna get smacked in the face in their first game and not know what to do because they haven't been like warmed up to it and all this shit. Like everyone's freaking out. I, I like the and fact I've, that the players had his back though. A lot of players were like, that's not why we missed tackles. That's not why I mean, this but If you watch the game, it was pretty apparent that they were, like, shocked that, like, holy shit, like, this is what it is when you get hit. Like, Yeah, I think there's, like, a happy medium. Like, I get where he's coming from, but I also don't think you could do that. Like, that's not smart either. Like, because also you could easily get hurt because you're not used to that stuff. Yeah, and he didn't play any of his starters in the preseason game for similar logic, which, like, I mean, I'm I fine with Russ not playing, honestly. I'm okay with Russ not playing, but, like, when you have these question marks, especially like when you're a new coach, like new, like it's different for Sean McVay to do this in LA because it's pretty much like almost similar, almost identical team to like the past three years. Yes, there are some changes, but it doesn't matter. 
like, and it's the same coach, same offense, like not a big problem, whatever. You're a new coach, new offense, a lot of new players. I like you could see they literally were struggling to get set and snap the ball off on almost every single play. They had so many delayed games. It was such a frustrating game to watch. Then the stupid shit at the end of the game where you try to kick a six. I thought when they started like letting the clock roll down on that last drive that they're going to line up and try to like get them to jump off sides to get the first down. And if they didn't jump, they'll call a timeout, write up their best play, like try and convert on that fourth and five, call a timeout, then kick the field goal. This motherfucker said, nope, we're going to kick a 64-yard field goal, which would have been tied for the second longest field goal in NFL history. I'm not saying I like the play call there or like the decision there. I think he could have handled the end of the game in general a little bit better from what I've read and saw because I didn't see the – I actually didn't catch the very end of the game. Um, I watched most of it. I just somehow didn't catch really the end. I just like – they just seemed to not be able to put it together. Like they didn't start playing – better to the second half for sure but like dude they paid a lot of money for any gregory didn't do shit he had a they, he forced a fumble early yeah but it was kind of like a okay if you watch the play like he did yeah, he like, ran up behind him and like while yeah, he's being tackled say, and punched it but still forced it but i'm saying bradley chubb looked like crap until he started going off the second half he had a couple yeah. roughing penalties the secondary though. dude the secondary kind of looked like a, not bad but like a little sus outside of sertan Sertan was kind of getting bodied early. I did think yeah, the refs dude. were like, I'm not going to lie. Like, this kind of goes back to what I was saying about the amount of money that was put on the Broncos and how Vegas usually wins these bets. The The game was like, like, I don't like to be this person, but I'm not going to lie. Like, it was kind of called one way. Like, there was a lot of stuff where I'm like, I'm like, how the fuck are you calling it this way? And then, like, you'd watch, like, Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton come out of a break and he's literally just like has someone, you know, holding on to him and they're not calling anything. Yeah. I mean, I thought Sartan was just playing very physical, which was kind of like, you could tell he was getting fired up to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I this isn't what you could expect from the Broncos for the rest of the year. I think like it was kind of like what I was alluding to is like, they really haven't had any like full contact. The starters didn't play in the preseason. Uh, for the most part. So, like, I feel like it's kind of like a slap in the face. Like, oh, fuck. Like, this is the NFL or, like, this is what it's going to be. I th- I do think Russ needs to be a little bit better. I thought he, like, was kind of off on a good amount of throws. Right? He threw it too short or just kind of Too high. It, yeah, kind of, like, threw it up a little bit. I, I think Russ kind of got into this bad habit in Seattle where, like, they were t- – it was, like, smash mouth, smash mouth, smash mouth, smash mouth, and then throw the ball deep down the field. Like, you don't need to throw it fucking deep every time. Like, I don't I, – I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let – all right, so I just want to say I don't know your your record off the top of my head, David, but I was 9-6 and six last week on my picks. I definitely was probably not 9-6. and six. So if we do our picks for this week – uh, the Thursday night game, uh, LA Chargers at Kansas City. I think this is gonna be so good. Like I, like I wish I could just take back my comments on the Chiefs because now I'm like gonna be that bad. actually concerned that they might win the division <laughs> after so all this I'm shit actually, I was talking. I'm actually gonna hit the Chargers more for the fact that Trent McDuffie's on IR. I I like that a lot. Like so, uh, money wise, like the Chargers are plus three and a half, or at least it opened at that. Uh, so I did take like Chargers because I wanted the points because I knew it would be a close game. So I also did take the Chargers. Next game, uh, New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. 
I mean, I'm just going to go to the Browns just because of Jesse kind of diagnosed that whole thing. I just don't know. Unless the Jets absolutely, absolutely run all over them, like Carter and Paul, mm-hmm. I don't think they have a shot, to be honest with you. Or unless they get a ton of turnovers on defense, because you did say that defense played pretty well. I'm going to go with the Browns, but I think it's going to be ugly, ugly, ugly. I would hammer the under in this game for sure. But yeah, I'm, I'm going Browns as well, um, <clears throat> just because – like that Browns defense was really good getting pressure. Um, that's going to be a problem for Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco looked absolutely horrendous. Um, I do. The Jets did do really well stopping the Ravens run defense, but that was with like Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis. Um, so yeah, I'm going Browns, but I think it's going to be an ugly under game. Next game, we got the Commanders at the Lions. Oh, dude, I'm going. I'm, I'm smacking Lions. Hell yeah! And you know the Commanders are favorited. Are you freaking kidding? Yeah, I mean, they're I saw trash. That I saw that coming. The Lions are elite. Like, the, the Lions, no, the Lions' defense is booty, though. It is booty, but I'm gonna tell you right now, like, it's definitely better than the Jags' defense, and like, don't worry about it. Lions are gonna control this game. I wouldn't be surprised if they win by at least a touchdown. Um, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Um, I'm going Saints, baby. Fuck it. I'm I'm shooting my shot. I'm picking the Saints. Upset City. Yeah, I could see that. I was just like very concerned with their their first game. Um, hey, at least Michael Thomas played decent. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Tampa, but I could see myself flopping as like I do more research on this. Uh, Carolina. I heard Jarvis Landry was actually like a guy that played super well, and no one talked about. He got targeted a lot, and a lot of people think he's gonna go off in fantasy this week because the slot corners, like the the nickel corners for uh, Tampa, are really bad. And Jarvis is going to play in the slot, so they think he's going to eat. Yeah, dude. And hopefully Kamara is, like, okay with that rib injury. Um, Carolina at New York. Giants. I'm going Giants. Me too. Let's go. Um, Yeah, offensive line was horrific for the Panthers. I might start Danny Dimes over Trey Lance in two of my leagues. I'm kind of going to have to talk to Jesse about this in depth afterwards. But I might take a shot and start Danny Dimes over Trey Lance. Interesting. Um, next game, New England, New England versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers, easy. Yeah, I want to say Steelers, but like, just part of me is like, I know Bill Belichick and how he always gives young an experience. I know Trubisky's been in the league for a while, but he's still like the same young, inexperienced guy to me. I think that I and I think like the game against the Dolphins was kind of like a slap in the face. Uh, also, losing T.J. Watt is another concern of mine, and typically you could run on the Steelers' defense. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh or with uh, the Patriots. Yeah, you convinced yourself right there. That was like a whole speech about how you convince yourself. <laughs> this is uh, my first time looking at the slate, so I got to like you know. I mean, they beat the they beat the Browns, and Najee's going to play still. So the, I the Bengals, but they did have like some like I don't want to say fluke shit, but they did have some like kind kind of crazy shit. And Joe, and Joe Burrow was literally he thought it was Halloween. He was throwing out that ball like it was candy on Halloween. Um, next game, Indy versus Jacksonville. <laughs> what was the main thing I said Jacksonville struggled with? Stopping the run and tackling. Jonathan Taylor, give me the over on his yards. He's gonna go off. Yeah, I'm taking the Colts because actually I looked looked back. And I think the Colts kind of started to come alive that second half. I think, you know, people forget, like, Matt Ryan hasn't played with these guys. I don't think Matt Ryan looked bad from what I saw and what I heard. And, like, you know, 
JT, like Jesse said, is going to run over them. I just think for them, it's like figuring some stuff out, you know? This game, really, really hard for me to be a, a neutral person in this, but I'm going to try to be as realistic as possible. Uh, Miami at Baltimore. Um, I like – I'm going with Baltimore here. Just like – I th- like honestly, like Miami's plus like three and a half or something like that. I would take the points if I was betting, but since ours is just like money line right now, um, I would take the Ravens because I felt like last year when Baltimore came down to Miami and we literally smacked them. Like they were, I think they had this game schedule, like circled on their schedules once it came out. Um, they kind of know what we want to do to uh, contain and stop Lamar, even though I think the Jets did that for most of the game uh, last week. I feel like it's doable to do it again, but again, I feel like the Ravens could also not be trying to show a lot of their playbook for this game, knowing that this was coming up and they should have beat the Jets with ease. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of one of those ones where I'm, I'm going to go with the Ravens more for the fact that like I didn't think the Dolphins looked bad. I didn't think they looked so good that like you're playing, you're playing a defense that I consider way better than what the Patriots put out there. And you're playing offense that was way better. I don't think we dominated – the Pats at all, and to be to be honest, and I know this is coming from a lot of Pats fans too. Hearing this, I do kind of agree to an extent. Like, if we didn't get that like interception return TD, like the game was a lot closer than the like, fumble the, recovery. Oh yeah, fumble recovery. Yeah, yeah, the fumble recovery that Ingram recovered and scored. You don't feel like um, we coasted though, like once we kind of like got that, because I felt like just watching the game, like the Dolphins kind of like controlled the game with ease. And they weren't, like, necessarily, like, trying to, like, run it For up. sure. But I also don't feel like we dominated them. It didn't feel like we were, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, like, we played better. We looked better. We definitely were the better team. But it didn't feel like we were, like, so good that we dominated them. And I'm just more concerned, like, the Ravens are just not the same. The only thing I will say is I can definitely see this being a very, very close game. Yeah, that's why I was saying the thing about the points. Like, I, I would bet the – whoever is getting the points because I could see it being close. Um, next game is Atlanta Falcons versus the LA Rams. This is a get right game. I'm sorry for the Falcons, but I, I, I don't see how like the Rams don't, you know, come out and try to make a statement after they just got bodied by. All right. I think the only way the Falcons win is if they run all over them with like Mariota running Patterson running and, um, I don't know if Damian Williams is going to play this week, but I guess he is supposed to be the starting running back. But Williams or Algier, I, I feel like they – and all the other backs, they can start running and get Pitts more involved. They have a shot because the Rams' defense did not look good at all. But I think the Rams are going to win, and I think it's going to be probably like a two- or three-score game. They could win. This one I feel like is like a trap game. Uh, Seattle versus San Francisco. I'm going San Francisco just because I don't trust Seattle yet. If they win this one, maybe I'll have a little more faith. Yeah, I felt like this was a trap game because I thought a lot of people would be like, oh, San Francisco just lost to the Bears and the Seahawks just beat the Broncos, so they would like buy into those hypes. Um, but it turns out 78% of people have picked the 49ers, and that's who I also want to go with because um, I feel like if you just control the ball on the ground, play good defense, you'll be okay. Like Geno did not look good at all. It was literally just the turnovers at the one-yard line, like screwed the Broncos. I agree. I said that same thing, actually. Cincinnati at Dallas. Um, 
easy. Yeah, yeah, the injury just kind of like literally blew whatever hopes and dreams Dallas had. Like they hypothetically could, you know, just lean heavily on Zeke and Pollard, and I think they. I don't want to say I think they would have a chance because their defense is not great. But yeah, Bengals easy. This is a game I, I I I'm not a big better, so maybe Jesse will tell me I'm stupid. But this is a game I think I would actually take the under on the score. On who? For the Bengals. I haven't I haven't looked at what it is. Right, I could look right now and see what it is. Parsons still looked nasty. He did, but uh, my concern is even if T Higgins doesn't play. Uh, Jamar Chase is going to cook the fuck out of Diggs. And they still got Boyd, and I, I think they'll use Mixon more this week. And, they, and like, they try to get the ball to Hurst a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he – I think he – I don't want to, like, make – or, like, lie about this. But for some reason, I felt like I saw that he got, like, six targets or something like that. I think you're right. He got a couple down the field, that's all. Okay. So, the line right now for the under in that game, 41 and a half. I think the Bengals could put up thirty alone. I think I think they're gonna put up like, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. So, what would you hit the over? No, I probably won't touch it. If anything, I'd look for. So you could bet on like the team total. So I would probably like I'll look right now and see what the Bengals the Bengals team total is twenty three right now, or twenty it's twenty four and a half. So next game, Houston at Denver. Um, Denver's first game back with this whole new look team. Again, I think Hackett and Russell Wilson are going to try to – it's a get-right game. Like, it's just unfortunate Houston has to be the team. But after having an embarrassing first-game performance, after all this hype and new additions, like, I feel like you, you have to come out and try to make a, a point. Statement game. I, I think you just got to lean on the two backs. You know, honestly, even more. I thought Williams looked pretty – pretty impressive i thought the both look good honestly is like there's a there's a time and a place to try to fucking run everyone over jesus like literally every time literally every run i'm like golly did you bro. see like he popped out um like one of the corner's shoulders or something and then the guy came back later and the guy's like on the sideline laughing about it like while they're trying to pop his shoulder back in yeah he's probably like, i just got cracked by this big ass <laughs> So I no. thought I thought I thought I thought both running backs looked solid. I thought I Williams did too. definitely looked better. I thought Williams definitely looked better. For sure. I mean, it's a pretty pretty bad feeling if I'm a player when both your running backs are really good fumble at the goal line. That would just piss me off. Arizona at Las Vegas. I think I'm going Las Vegas just the like injury concerns and also like Arizona's defense looks so bad and their offensive line so bad. Yeah, I think that this is Raiders easy. Yeah, I think this is I think this is Raiders. I I thought they played pretty well against the Chargers, and I think I think the Cardinals' defense is just bad. Like regardless of the offense plays better, like not that I think it played so bad, but like the defense isn't good, bro. Like they don't have the corners to stop anyone in this like anyone like in reality that has a good deep passing game. I don't think I think that's the problem. I don't know like how much like you watched that game. But like I, I just like watched it back, and they had like Simmons literally playing like every position. Like he would be playing like on Kelsey in coverage. He dropped back and played free safety like a handful of times. Like the motherfucker was at every position. Yeah, he's. I mean, what else are they freaking gonna do, bro? I don't know. I just thought it was insane because I just like was used to him being like, like a, I like an edge rusher, 
but like that could like kind of drop back in coverage. This motherfucker was everywhere, and he was like, there were even plays where he was like on like Marquise, like Hollywood on Marquise Brown. But um, so next game, this one's interesting: Chicago Bears against Green Bay Packers. Again, get right game. I I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is not happy with how he just got bodied. Um, he claims to be the owner of the city of Chicago. So sorry for you, but another year, another another game gets smacked around by the Packers. Yeah, I think that's pretty self-explanatory you to pick there. All right, next one, Tennessee Titans. First off, did you know there's two Monday night games this week? Oh, it's fire. I didn't even know that. So first oh, one. Yeah, the second one's way better. Oh, yeah. First one is Tennessee versus Buffalo. If Buffalo okay, doesn't win by thoughts, if, if Buffalo doesn't win by twenty one, I'd be furious. I, I'm gonna give Jesse his props here, guys. He, I was wrong about the Titans. I don't care if it's game one. I'm already in panic mode. I thought they'd be better than trash. You know, I, yeah, they look like shit. They just look like shit. Like honestly, they're so lucky. Was, the Jags' defense and offensive line is dog shit. Because my statement of them coming in last in the division would have been facts. They just, dude, they just did not look good. Um, I just feel like it wasn't even like, I don't know, man. It's just a, there's a time and place to like evolve your offense. And like, I just don't think they fucking have. And getting rid of AJ Brown might have been the worst mistake of all time. Yeah. And then you bring in Traylon Burks, who's fucking ass. He played better than pretty much almost all their other receivers. He had like 55 rates. He had like a couple passes for 55 yards. He didn't play terrible. I mean, he had like good. Well, yeah, do you see AJ Brown's stat down line? Down you see what? AJ Brown's stat line? Yeah, obviously he's not AJ Brown. No one's going to be AJ Brown. Also, it doesn't help Harold Landry got hurt. That's literally the best pass rush. It's not close. But your brace sucks. Like, let's not, let's not fret. And also, everyone's like, dude, oh. Did you see the thing about Gino grabbing his teammates' ass? I I watched it live on TV. I was like, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> he grabbed it. He grabbed it. No he, he's in he them cheeks. It. Dude, he squeezed it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he sniffed his fingers after. Put a little uh, pull a little Blue Mountain State. Who's got their finger in my ass? Figure out here. All right. Why is this one? Let's, like let's see the mouth? last game here. Um, this one, I this game is gonna be incredible. I think. Like, I would take the points. Whoever is getting the points, I would take. Minnesota Vikings versus the Philly Eagles. Oh, dude, I'm going Vikings, brother. Okay. Eagles got absolutely run on, bro. Yeah. On. Yeah. So, I th- I'm going opposite, and I'm going with the Eagles. Um, I feel like the Vikings, it, it's a trap game to me. They're coming off such a high. Like, you know, finally topping the Green Bay Packers, looking like you're going to be the front runner for the division. Uh, you know, Justin Jefferson had a, a field day, which I, not like Darius Slay is really good. Uh, I think he could kind of like not let Justin Jefferson almost go for 200 yards or whatever. Um, I just I just think Jalen Hurts provides a way different threat uh, than Aaron Rodgers because of his mobility. Uh, Miles Sanders, uh, I I think AJ Brown provides. You know, they actually these corners who were very questionable going into the season are actually going to have to cover guys that literally didn't just get signed off the street. You know, bagging shit at Walmart. Yeah, I mean, also I think just general strategy. 
Don't put linebackers on Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Put corners. You should always have a corner. Or a safety. Or, or... or like Totsy uh, Gardner-Johnson. Or like two corners or whatever. But You know what I'm saying? Like put, <laughs> put someone that's not a linebacker. Yeah, I think. Th- do not do that. I think this game is going to be incredible. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles. But again, I'm still doing all my research. You know. But we'll see what happens. David, anything else you want to add? Um, just really great start to football. Like I thought the games were really good, really exciting. The Steelers game had me on my fucking like just on my seat, the edge of my seat for a while. Um, I'm really excited. And I agree with Jesse, it's not a good time to panic. It's really easy to overreact. Give it another week or two, honestly, in reality. And I mean, honestly, man, like just enjoy it, man. This has been a really great start to the season in my opinion. It's only gonna get better. I hope so. Um, hope the Dolphins go undefeated. Yeah, it's not happening. Dude, like I said, I'm trying to be a realistic fan, um, but we will see. Um, if you, I could try and do some fantasy related stuff later in the week. Um, but yeah, we we really appreciate all the love and support. Again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at imho sports pod. Again, that's I M H O Sports Pod, uh, especially on Twitter. This is I'm gonna be way more active. I've been applying to a bunch of like sports betting companies that are now tracking our like are supposed to be looking into our Twitter and podcast shit. But well, we'll get this dialed in. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Forgive me for my wrongs. I have just begun. Three.